Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot The Post Office, Port Royal, Pennsylvania edition of the Post Office. So glad you joined us, Steve Post here. One of the things I've been so fortunate to do in my career of covering motorsports is kids like this guy. We'll talk to him in just a second. I do the Tuesday night program out at Millbridge Speedway, and for years I've been the voice of the summer shootout. So much so that I've followed two champions in NASCAR, Ben Rhodes and Daniel Hemrick last year, summer shootout grad. So I love the youngsters including this guy that I've seen at Indoor Auto Racing, Briggs Danner. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. Briggs, I think I ran into you in Allentown. It was the Ironton Telephone Company Indoor Race. Where? When did you start in racing? When When did the bug bite you to go racing? Well, I got uh, my first quarter midget when I was, for my fifth birthday, actually. So I started Ooh. racing when I was five and uh, just took off from there. I loved it. Ran all the quarter midget stuff we could. and. Uh, Got into speedsters and stuff running at Kutztown, and then uh, big block modifieds we started getting into, like Grandview, Big Diamond, and then that led to sprint car openings, and here we are. What's the transition been like? Is there one transition from, from speedsters to modifieds, modifieds to sprint cars? Is there one transition that stands out to you as more significant than others? Or are they all kind of different, but about the same? Yeah, I mean, they're all different, but uh, the biggest transition, I would say, is probably the whole wing feel compared to the wingless, like, even from the, the wingless to modified stuff, you know, once the track starts to go away, mm-hmm. you start to slow down and stuff starts to slow down. But the wing deal is just totally different with clean air and dirty air. Um, so it's a lot to get used to, and it just takes a lot of laps to get comfortable with. No doubt. No doubt. It really does. As you have rolled along through your career, like I said, I think about the first time I caught up with you is Allentown Indoor Auto Racing, the Indoor Series, the TQ Racing. The good news is you get a chance to keep doing it. That yeah. racing, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, I don't know how you guys, I don't I don't understand how you guys do it. I don't understand how you guys do it without just wanting to kill everybody on the planet, yeah. on the property. That is some intense racing, but it's probably been a pretty good proving grounds for you as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember going to those races. Um, before we were racing and watching, I was like, oh my God, these guys are crazy. Yeah. Um, but now that you're in it, you know, it's different when you're behind the wheel 
Um, but that's like the fastest. Obviously, you're not going that fast, but right. that's the quickest that things happen mm -hmm. on the track because it's so small area and guys are going fast and there's a lot of grip so uh things happen quick and you gotta stay on your toes the other thing that i've always been amazed about that indoor auto racing is who you're racing against okay uh that was the first thing when lenny sammons is the promoter of indoor auto racing he called me and i'm like okay do i want to go up and watch tq's race in allentown atlantic city syracuse wherever we're racing at and then i looked at the driver entry list and i'm like oh my gosh and when i started teddy christopher was in there and jimmy blewett and guys like that timmy buckwall and everything the, the, the good news is is that the guys you're racing against there are some of the best racers in the Northeast. It's just that wintertime thing that kind of fills the gap. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of guys uh, do it to keep from getting rusty. You know, yeah. That's what, that's what I use it for mostly. Um, and uh, just the variety of guys that you get. You get asphalt modified guys, super modified guys, uh, dirt modified guys, spring yeah. car guys. You know, you get everybody um, that wants to just pitch in and stay busy during the winter and there's a lot of good cars that you try to keep going so. a lot of good cars that's for sure uh do you follow all the other sports do you follow i mean all the other motorsports do you follow all of it all i don't know how you do because you're running about everything on the planet yeah. but but no, do you follow much follow of it everything but i try to keep watch on a lot yeah. of stuff and uh you know there's there's good guys in everything they do and yeah. everywhere you go so uh no matter where you go, everybody wants to win. That's, that's the bottom line. Boy, so. isn't that the truth? Isn't yeah. that the truth? All right, I want to step totally away from the racetrack. I have been so fortunate because, uh, and, and I mentioned at the top, there's there's been a lot of these young racers that have become NASCAR champions. Last year, two of the three touring champions, Ben Rhodes and Daniel Hummerick, I got to know them as little kids running the summer shootout. Life away from the racetrack. What is that like, Briggs? What do you uh, what what's, yeah. what what do you do? Where are you at? What is what school like? What's everything like? Well, I work for my dad. Uh, I don't go to college or anything. Okay. So, uh, race during race during summer and uh, work when I'm not at the track. I work with my dad. We do paving and excavating. Uh -huh. uh, during the winter, just we do snow removal, work on race cars, and uh, get right back into it for the next year. So we keep busy with racing. That's really about it. What was what was life like in high school? Because because. Kids are doing football and, and kids are doing, what was like as a racing kid in, in high school? And did, and did anyone follow along with you on that? Yeah, some people did, but not everybody understands it like to, yeah. to the way that it is. So, uh, I mean, when I was still in school, we didn't do a whole lot of traveling stuff. Okay. So I was able to make school most of the time. Uh, we just raced on weekends and stuff. But obviously the sprint car stuff, like running the tours and everything, would make it totally different. So. Uh, no, I, I got out of school. Actually, right as I was getting out of school when we started with the sprint car stuff. So, uh, you know, it just kind of worked out in my favor. And I don't go to college now, so I don't have any other dedications other than working and racing. So, Where'd your, you, you, you talk about your dad working for your family. Is, is, is there a family history in the sport of racing? Yeah, my grandfather started racing, uh, like Nazareth Speedway okay. and, and places like that, Dorney Park. Um, he raced street stocks and late models and stuff. And then my dad got into it when he was at Cade, ran quarter midgets, ran, uh, ran a lot of derby stuff and uh, legend cars. He ran until I started racing. He got out to help me and my brother just do our own quarter midget deal. And uh, he's all in for it. He loves going to the races and watching and helping out when he wants. So that's what he likes to do. Gosh, that is such a neat, neat story. That's for sure. Okay. So let's go back a year to your high school kid. You have a night where the car is all prepped. Everything is good. Is there anything beyond racing that you're into? What do you? What do you? What? I mean, I have I have two daughters that are that are college age now, as far as that goes. Um, what do you do when you're away from the racetrack? 
if everything's ready to go, maybe I stay out. Maybe I'll call my buddy and we go for a drive or something. Um, but uh, other than that, you're watching racing or you're going to watch races or uh, you're just hanging out at the shop with you guys or whatever. Um, we try to put all of our attention into the cars and uh, that's how you get good. See, that's that's spoken. See, I, I was like, that's why I'm a radio guy, okay? I was just kind of hanging out and I was going out drinking with my buddies and going out and doing everything. You're busy watching video and following along with it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's absolutely amazing. I really think it is. You're running the USEC East Coast thing. I actually caught up with you and watched you race at Bridgeport a few weeks ago. I saw you at Bridgeport a couple weeks ago running with the World of Outlaws as yeah. well. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the non wing program. Um, you're getting a chance to work with Kurt Michael, who is obviously good. What's uh, what's how's it been? How are things going with your non-wing program, your USAC East program? It's really good. Um, well, Kurt, he's been around spring cars a long sure. time, but he did a lot of wing racing, and uh, so when we started the whole wingless stuff, me and him kind of worked together to figure out what I like on the car and what he knew previously, and uh, so we've been kind of working together on that, and we've been really good. We're we're pretty consistent everywhere we yeah. go, and. Uh, we got to hit a lot of big tracks here around PA, which is pretty cool. So uh, we like to travel a little bit more, get to like Indiana, and we would like to hit outdoor and stuff like that. But right now it's tough to, to get out. Just fuel and the truck and trailer and everything, it's, you know, it makes it harder. So uh, no, but we're getting used to this wing thing. He knows his wing stuff. Yeah. And uh, I just got to get used to it and learn what I like to do and learn what he likes to do and go from there. I'll qualify this by saying that we are at Port Royal Speedway for the Weikert Memorial. I know that's a few weeks ago as this thing airs, and uh, you ran Lincoln last night. As I yeah. said, you mentioned with it. The biggest challenge with the wing sprint car, what is what has that been trying to understand the wing sprint car? Definitely dirty air when you're uh -huh. in traffic. Like You could get as many laps as you want by yourself and feel comfortable, but when you're on a restart with 10 cars in front of you, it's totally different. Um, it's just something that you got to get used to and you got to know in your head ahead of time what something's going to do and how you got to react to it getting into corners. So uh, it makes it tough, but it's just going to come with time and laps. Yeah, I'm trying to think how you do that. Is it, is, so it is, it, is, it is recollection, it is learn, memory, yeah. Yeah, it's just learn as you do. It's, One of the things that we had, and, and this was probably before you were born, so I'm going to say, we had Lance DeWeese on Wing Nation a couple of years ago, and he said, I remember the night at Port Royal in the mid-1980s when the track did this, and I used it, and he passed Danny Dietrich a couple of years ago for the win. Yeah. You just... The experience, the seat time, the logging all of the laps, the logging all the experiences, that's got to be critical for a young racer like you. Yeah, for sure. And getting out and traveling to different tracks yeah. definitely helps with that. You know, it's one thing to be good somewhere like the World Outlaw Show. I felt comfortable at Bridgeport, but you go to Lincoln like we did last night and uh, we weren't bad by any means, but you're not as comfortable. So uh, that makes a big difference. That's why it's pretty amazing. Like Larson, you, you know, you can say he's got good equipment. Or, but he goes to any place <laughs> yeah. in any car and he's like top, top fast time and he's winning heats and winning features. So, uh, no, that's that's the end goal, you know, to be able to hop in any car and go anywhere and, and do good like he does. That's, that's what everybody strives for. You're a racer. You're here to win. You're here to run fast. You're here to understand it. But you also understand where you're at. How good or bad do you do with bad nights and you just talked we just we just talked about it we're coming off from lincoln you you, yeah. you failed to qualify yeah. how good are you with that how bad are you with that do you assess it do you get pissed off do you just draw a line and say it never happened how do you deal with no. how do you deal with bad nights because you're you're you I, I hate to say this you're going to have a few more along yeah, the way but how do you sure. deal with that yeah. um well you want to forget about the bad sure. nights, but uh you also got to learn from them you know mm -hmm. i go back and watch replays and stuff and you don't want to remember the bad nights but you got to learn from them so uh 
it's tough. I feel like I'm hard on myself a lot of times right. when, when something doesn't go right, but that's how you get better too. You don't want to do it again. So uh, it kind of goes both ways and uh, you just try to eliminate all the bad things that you can and some things are out of your control. Yeah, no doubt. That is cool. You have, over the course of your time, I've been following along with you, Got, like I said, got to know you at Allentown, and um, you're, you talked a little bit about your dad, talking about your grandfather racing, talked a little bit about Kurt Michael. I know your uncle is Don Hawk, who is a big agent with SRX and worked with Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, Speedway Motorsports. How important has it been for you to kind of surround yourself with some people, maybe like Kurt, that can yeah. really kind of help you in the steps along this yeah, process? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's very important. Uh, you know, before the whole sprint car stuff started, we did our own thing. We had the our own modified yeah. and the speedster stuff. Um, so we're kind of in control of what we did. But uh, when you get mixed up with other people, you want to make sure it's good people and people that are all in on it. Um, so you can get the best out of everything that you can. And uh, with Mike and John from E. Schneider and Sons and Kurt and all the guys that come to the races, you know, I feel like that's kind of where we're at. Everybody likes what we're doing and everybody has fun. And that's what a lot of it is. We're standing in the pit area. I'm looking over here. It's Brian Brown's car right here. Uh, the ultimate as far as sponsorship and partners go and that sort of thing. You mentioned E. Schneider's and stuff. How big are, are you into that? Are you into the partnership and making sure that everybody uh, that's engaged in this program, how do you how do you how do you play that as well and make sure that you're engaged with everybody that's not at the racetrack but but helping you get to the racetrack? Yeah, I mean, well, when uh, when Bill Gallagher had this car, um, right? He just was searching around looking for people, and we won our first race that, really? uh, yeah. that we ran with the wingless 360. Um, so that just kind of carried over. And then uh, when he passed away, Mike Heckler stepped up and he just bought everything. You know, Kurt stayed on the team and everything. So everything stayed the same. It's just now I had somebody to run for again. And uh, John from East Schneider and Sons, the main sponsor for Heckler, we, uh, he started helping us out on the modified and the speedster okay. and stuff when we were in Kutztown. So we all kind of know each other and it's all a good team that works well. So uh, I couldn't ask for anything better to be able to work with people Gallagher, I'll never forget this. I'm uh, I'm going out deep sea fishing in Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm coming out, I get on the boat, the guy comes up to me and says, you don't know who I am. Yeah. You're right about that. Bill comes up, introduces himself. We spent the whole time fishing out there on the lake, talking yep. around the ocean, on the lake, yep. on the ocean. We talked the whole time talking about URC sprint car racing yep. and everything. Yep. So when I think of this 5G car, I think that is so, so cool. Where do you want to go, Briggs? What would, what would, what would, when you talk about this racing career, where where do you think you want this journey to go for you? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people ask me that, and I guess I don't really have a yeah. definitive answer other than just go out and race. I mean, uh, I have a lot of opportunities here with Mike and, and everybody involved that we can do a lot of wing racing if we want. Uh, we really like the wingless stuff. We're good in the wingless yeah. stuff, but the next step would be traveling all the time. So, uh, you know, that's something to consider. But. The PA scene out here is huge, and uh, yeah. it's local for us right now. But uh, you know, obviously, like the World Outlaw Series or All Star Series is huge, no matter where you go. So uh, I don't know. We gotta think about it and see what opportunities come up and go from there. How old are you? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty years old. Look at this kid. Twenty years old, <laughs> and he's got all of these opportunities. That is really, really cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, as I started this podcast with. I love watching young people come into this sport, whether it's uh, box stocks at Millbridge or Legends cars at Charlotte or indoor auto racing. 
Briggs, I'm telling you, it's been really, really fun to watch. And uh, I think the most fun for me is to see where this goes. Yeah. And I, I actually like, I actually love, I think there's a lot of guys that have, if I don't make it to the Cup Series championship, it's going to be a failure. Right. I kind of like the idea of, of reserve kind of kind of managing where you're at right now and going forward. Right? Yeah, yeah. as long as I'm behind the wheel, we're happy. So we, uh, if we have a weekend off, I try to fill in. Uh, we run TQs here and there. We run micros and stuff. So uh, just try to keep busy and have fun. A weekend off. How about that? And running the TQs because I love the TQs, that's <laughs> for sure. Briggs, great hanging out with you. Yep. I didn't, uh, I never got the behind the scenes look. You and I always chat with each other. Hey, man, how are you going? Yeah. I'm glad you joined me here in the yeah. post office. Thank this you. is good. Thanks for having me. How about that? Briggs Danner, one to watch as we go forward. Joining us here on Wing Nation's post office. Glad you've tuned in from Port Royal Speedway. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 